Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My, along with James, my name is Ryan, and we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. Chris is not here with us today. However, he does have a really good excuse. His girlfriend is uh, having her 21st birthday, 22nd. C- come on, James. You're supposed know. to help me out here. I don't know. I have no clue. She's the she's a future in-law, and we don't know. We should know that. Sorry, Ellie. We love you. The Stars win today, James, by a final score of 5-1. to one. Great bounce back. Is Maybe I should rephrase it. But great second and third period bounce back. <laughs> from the Dallas Stars after the two games out in California. Uh, what's your initial thoughts after this game? Boy, was I sad having to sit on those back-to-back losses for three days straight. That <laughs> sucked, dude. Glad Is that's there, over. Uh, Post-Dallas Star back-to-back depression. Uh, I don't even know what the first letter of each. Uh, just, P2, just the fact, just the fact B2, that we had to sit on it for DP, three I don't know. days. Three days straight. <laughs> That's what we had to sit on. Three and a half days, really, is what it was. That was awful. That was torture. Uh, do you think that had anything to do with uh, the stars in their energy today? I thought the energy, for the most part, was better today. I mean, you're not in California, for one. <laughs> so I'm sure that helped a little. Difference. And you're you're also not playing any back-to-back games. So 
I, I don't know that the losses have that much to do, especially seeing how they came out in the first period, honestly. So let's just get straight into this game because there's quite a bit to talk about. Uh, um, there's lots of good things with one little dimple, one little pimple, whatever you want to call it, in today's game. But today it's Ottinger versus Spencer Knight, who Spencer Knight's actually a very good goaltender. He did not have a good game today, but uh, nonetheless, it is what it is. Uh, the Dallas have not lost three in a row this year. Hold on, I forgot to turn off the TV. James, say something about the first period. What were your what were your thoughts right. were? Well, I'm gonna go on on the Spencer's night thing. I thought that he honestly didn't have an awful night tonight. I thought that a lot of it was just the Stars having great chances and putting the pucks in great spots to score. So in that sense, I don't know that Spencer Knight had that bad of a night. We were just able to put the puck where we needed to. Great comments, James. I heard every last one of those. I had no idea what you said, but yeah. Anyways, okay, let's actually talk about the first period. And, and if I repeat something that you said, James, I apologize. You won't. Don't worry. I probably will, yeah. Two minutes in, there's a floater shot by Dallas and Delandria, who had a pretty decent game. It was a, pr it was a pretty good game by Delandria today. Uh, he had a redirect chance with the foot. It was not a kicking motion, so it would have counted if it went in. Um, about... Four minutes in, I wrote that the Dallas energy level was much higher than the previous two games, which I liked to see. But I still put they were still not connecting on passes. They just weren't super clean with them. And that was just through the first five minutes. And that kind of continued through the first period. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first, I'd say really it was the first two minutes that looked good for the Stars. And then after that, it was, it, it was downhill for the rest of that period. So what you were mentioning about that is Otter had to make several saves in this period. If it wasn't for him, this game is not five to one. Honestly, they could have scored at least three. There's yeah. some some huge I thought, chances. I thought for sure they score should have scored two in the first period, and they didn't get any. So, well, let's mention a couple of those. There, first off, it was basically five minutes into the first period. It was a broken play, but Florida still got a chance on it. For Hagee had a breakaway, and that breakaway only came to fruition because of Pavelski, who had a turnover in the offensive zone, which that was weird. Pavelski almost never does that, but Otter bails him out. However, Miller does take a penalty for slashing on that play. I, I thought it was a little weak, but at the same time, I thought it, it still kind of was a penalty. Yeah, I mean, it, it's slashing. It's just a really weak slashing to call. So on that power play, they had a couple of chances, but nothing huge. And that was a big, big takeaway for me in this game was the lack of offensive chances for Florida on the power play. So good work by the penalty kill overall in today's game. Uh, yeah. Right after they would kill that power play, though, Foxa would, uh, would throw it down the ice for icing. And we had three demon on the ice because obviously it was Miller in the box. So that was a little bit of an iffy chance uh, for Florida, yeah. but they did have a chance. Yeah. Luckily Miller actually can kind of play forward if he has to. So that's what he did. <laughs> He's just playing up on him and it, and they, they got out of it just barely. Hints has a high slot chance at 1120 at 1114 shots are four to three Florida. So the shots don't really tell the story so far. There should probably should have been more shots on goal for Florida. Dallas needs a lot more puck security, and I kind of stole that from Razor there. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what they need. Right after that, I wrote that, that we're in the last 10 minutes of the period. Montour has a shot. Otter saves most of it, but he doesn't 
save all of it, and it's Lundqvist to the rescue to make sure it doesn't go behind him. Yeah, and I thought Lundqvist overall had a great night tonight. I mean, he they moved him over with Suter, and he didn't get down on himself about it. He just he played the exact same way that he normally would, and he took it to him. Right after that, Olofsson. Olofsson. I'm just going to start calling him Olaf because that's because that's his nickname. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Olaf has a big hit on Mahura, two giant human beings. Smith shot off the rush. There's another good save by Otter there. And at 6.52, I wrote, Otter is saving this team right now. There's chance after chance after chance for Florida. And this was right after for Hage, basically whacking at the pad of uh, Ottinger. And he had three chances there. Marchment had a semi-chance, and that was the first time I had seen Dallas in the offensive zone in the first period. And the biggest thing that I wrote down for Dallas in the first period, before we get to the goal, is that their tran- the transition hockey is just not super clean, and it's very similar to what I wrote earlier in the first period. And Otter is the only reason why Florida doesn't have a goal at this point. So that's about yeah. five minutes remaining in the first period. Yeah, and I'm not... Not sure that it just it wasn't clean for us. It just was really clean for the Panthers early on in this game. 406 remaining shots are 10 to 4 Florida. So that's starting to show the story of the first period there. The Stars finally have a good offensive zone shift. Of course, it's the top line. Literally 15 seconds after that, Robertson does Robertson things. He scores on his own rebound. He completely roofs it. And if you look at the replay, it's literally him the five Panthers and then the rest of the stars up at the blue line. So it was, it, it was fantastic. Dallas goes up one to nothing and they absolutely did not deserve to go up one, nothing at that point. Yeah. That's just Jason Robertson doing Jason Robertson things. It looked very much like he did in November in this game. Little record here from the Florida Panthers, when they do not score first, they are 2-11-2. and two. So that made Yikes. me feel very good. Right after that, Mahura had a shot that goes wide. Dallas has a two-on-one, Ben in Marchment. Ben with a pretty good shot there, but it's a great stop by Knight. Dallas goes on the penalty kill with 123 remaining. That would continue on into the second period, and it was Delandria for a delay of game. I thought that was kind of weird because the puck went in between the two benches, and they don't normally call that i mean technically they went, should but they don't it went over the glass between the two benches though it still went over the back end of the glass it's still delay game it's okay it, it wasn't a big deal because it didn't really make any difference in the game so at the end of the first period one to nothing literally what i wrote outshot and outchanced by florida but otter was really good and robo took advantage of the few chances that dallas had in the period yeah. what did you think of the first period james Otter was fantastic. That's really what it came down to. I had to point this out too because I was watching the first intermission, but I want everybody to notice this because every time that Brian Ray introduces uh, Sevy, Sevy points right back at him. So it's like they, I, I don't know where they got it from, but I don't know why I've, I noticed that, but I've noticed that over the past couple of weeks. So, anyways, I thought it was funny. Um, anyways, at the beginning of the second period, they highlight. Robo, because of course he scored the goal, but also on top of it, he was named an all star to the all star team. Really big deal for Robertson. It's his first uh, nomination, his first time being an all star. That's going to be fun to see him in down there in Florida. Um, do you think that Robertson absolutely deserves it? Oh, beyond the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> That's a funny question, Ryan. 
I didn't I didn't know another way to like transition and make it obvious, but I, I guess that's as easy as I can. I mean, make the it. the only person that comes anywhere near him on this team right now is Jake Ottinger. Maybe in terms of star quality and name recognition, but I would put Miro Haskinen up there, honestly. Yes, but Miro isn't the flashy player, and that's what you're looking for with the all-star. So. Exactly. That's exactly what it... And everybody knows Ottinger's name right now because of the Calgary series, and they're watching him now, and Miro is just quietly the best defenseman in the NHL, so... But anyways, let's get into the second period here. They start with a power play, Florida does, and they have no shots on that. And that was a consistent thing throughout the game is that Florida would just have to have no shots on their power plays. Shots are 16-9 Florida at 18-04. And then we get the really bad news that Rope Hints is not on the bench for the second period. And Sagan is actually out there in place of Rope Hints. What did you think when you first heard that? Because here's the thing. On Wednesday, when Rope Hintz went down and it looked like he was out, I was very worried. But for some reason, I didn't get that twinge of anxiety when we heard that Rope Hintz was going to be out for this game. Maybe it was just because I thought the Stars were going to play better this period. But what did you? What were your thoughts after you heard about that? I mean, firstly, the team was ahead. So that that's a huge thing when you when you find out someone goes down. You're like, okay, well, we're still ahead. So that calms you a little. But also, I I was more relieved when I heard that it was an upper body injury because if it's a lower body injury, it can be the same thing that he's he was dealing with on Wednesday night. And if he's still dealing with it three days later, then it's going to be a big problem. But but I think just the fact that we had the lead and then just held the lead the whole game is a big reason why we didn't see him come back. And I, I didn't think he was going to come back anyway just because of where we are in the season where we are in the standings if if you have a top liner like that get hurt you're not bringing him back into the game because likelihood is we're going to make the playoffs with or without him and we're going to want him then more importantly so yes concerning yeah <laughs> no, I said I said if I didn't say when so but yes it's concerning but also I mean, we we played fine without him tonight, I thought. So you're more along the lines of we should feel okay about this. You don't think this is a long-term thing? Because that, that was one of the th- first things I mentioned after the second period. What I wrote down was that I was worried about the long-term effects on Rope Hints. And I was also thinking, what if the injury he sustained today, because I don't think anybody saw it. Brooke pointed it out over here in the comments. Uh, Brooke, we didn't see the injury happen. I didn't see it happen. I didn't either. And so- so, but what I'm worried is, is that he's got that lower body thing that he got on Wednesday, and now he's got this upper body thing that he got today, and that's going to be a bad thing for him going forward. Yeah, I don't think the lower body thing's going to be an issue because he skated again that night, and then he rested on it for three days, and he played to start the game today. So I don't think that's a problem. And normally upper body injuries are not as severe, and you can still play through them if you have to so i'm not incredibly worried about it but we'll, we'll see where it goes hopefully it isn't something serious uh robertson would have a breakaway that led to multiple shots from demon after he had the breakaway chance barkoff tries an extreme angle shot otter makes this a save he, uh, another florida player makes an extreme angle shot it bounces off of kachuk and almost goes in so it's almost an ugly goal uh, Spencer Knight delight, 
denies Delandria, sorry, trying to say that five times fast, twice, once with a wraparound and once from the left-hand face-off circle. So two good chances for Delandria there. Robo steals the puck from Forsling, 13 minutes remaining, semi-chance for him, nothing really there. Uh, ben with a really big hit. It looked like he was going to get laid into, and Ben said, nope, you're going down on the ground. Dallas would go on their first power play of the game at 11.54 remaining in the first. It was Mahura for holding Marchment. And then during that power play is when it was announced that Hintz was questionable to return, and that was when I kind of, not freaking out, but just a twinge of, of concern there. And then Dallas would get their second goal of the game, Lundqvist with a beautiful shot, great pass from Johnston there. So two rookies combining on this power play goal. It's a one-timer cross-zone pass, and Spencer Knight is not able to get it. Stars go up 2 nothing. Yeah, it's a great one-timer from Nils. It's great to see him get on the score scorecard again. He likes to score against Florida, I guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were both. It it was his first one of the season. That one was beautiful. And now this one-timer, that was awesome too. By the way, Nils is totally working on that second power play unit. I love it. He needs to stay there. So after Dallas scores that goal, Sagan would have a semi-breakaway, but it was kind of hard for him to control the puck because it was bouncing a lot. So I didn't really blame him for that too much. Uh, A semi-windmill save by Otter. Uh, Gudis has a chance in the high slot and then Carter Verhage, which I wish he was on the stars. He's, he's kind of one of those guys that kind of is underrated. He scores on a rebound off of his own skate after it bounces off of his skate and it it makes it two to one. So about two minutes after the stars score, Florida takes the lead and, or take cuts the lead in half, excuse me. So it's two to one. Yeah. I mean, it, we get like half a stick on the shot and it kind of makes it flutter a little and it sneaks in just past Otter. I mean, there's not much you can do about that. You just got to be, you, you got to jump on those like we were for most of the night, honestly. So it's really the only bad chance that we gave up off of rebounds besides there was like one in the first that we got away with. They just happened to score on this one. <laughs> Hey guys, the NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet backup up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then literally right after that, I think this was the big turning point of the game, other than Otter being fantastic in the first period. Essa Lindell scores with Florida all on one side of the ice. So another defensive miscue by Florida there. And he just comes straight down the slot, and there's nobody there. He has a wide-open chance, and it's a great shot. And that's the third goal in three minutes and 11 seconds. Stars go up three to one at this point. Yeah, I mean, who's going to expect your most stay-at-home defenseman to jump up on the rush like that? Come on. <laughs> that It was a great shot, too. I mean, what can you say? 
I will slightly disagree with you. He's he's had some good seasons where he's been decently offensively. Like he had that one yeah, season but, where he scored over ten goals, right? Yeah, but for sure this season he has been he's our been stay at home defenseman. Yes, w- without a doubt. Like I mean, w- whenever they him and Hawk and Paw have more defensive zone starts than a- any of the other D men pairings. So he is a thousand percent at stay at home defenseman this year. <laughs> Who the funk? He'd be the one to jump up on that, and he he really did make a great shot on it. A minute after that, I wrote down the shots are twenty three to twenty in favor of Florida. So the shots are starting to even up, and that would show that the stars are really starting to get their game going. There was a stick slashed out of Marchment's hands. There's no call. Montour hits the outside of the post, but it it wasn't dangerous at all because it, again, it was the outside of the post. Uh, Otter was making sure that nothing was going in. And those that last two and a half minutes was kind of scary because Florida really, really pressed to try and at least just have a one-goal deficit rather than a two-goal deficit going into the second intermission. Yeah, it, it, it was scary there, but I mean, just holding on, getting to the block shots, not giving up the rebounds is really what what that came down to there. I don't think they really had rebound chances there. My takeaways first overall in the second period, it was Florida press really late, but Dallas played much better overall in the second period compared to the first. And I think that goal by Robertson in the first might've gotten them going. And especially that power play goal really start got them going, gained some momentum and, the only bad thing was worrying about Henson, what that injury might mean for the Dallas Stars going forward. But what did you think? I mean, we played a, a lot better with the puck in that period. We didn't turn it over nearly as much, which led us to be able to get to the other, the offensive zone and actually play with the puck there instead of constantly being in neutral or the D zone the whole first period is what it felt like, so... It, it really, a lot of that to me came down to controlling the puck more and making smart passes. During the second intermission, they highlighted this, and this was really important. Dallas is winning the puck battles 36 to 22 at this point. And they highlighted at the beginning of the game was the fact that Florida is one of the best teams in the NHL when it comes to winning puck battles, you know, game after game after game. So that's a really big, important thing, and that was something that the Stars did not do well against the two California teams, very surprisingly. But anyways, going into the third, Dallas would go on the penalty kill for the third time, Lundqvist for tripping on Lundell. I was like, that's kind of a weak call, but, you know, whenever a player player feels a stick near their skates, they're just going to fall, and they'll call it. But honestly, Florida killed that power play themselves. Dallas did very well too, but it was mostly Florida just not taking advantage of their opportunities. And that could have been a very big turning point for Florida, but they did nothing. What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't know at this point because we have a two goal lead with one period left and just our, our record this season with leads going into the third is unbeaten. So I, I, I'm not sure that they had much of a chance unless they got going really quick and they, they, they just, it looked like they just didn't have it. Honestly. I guess the stars got some momentum out, out of that penalty kill because right off the bat, Robo scores again on a breakaway, makes it four to one and he goes five hole. It was the second of the game. And it's again, it's 
mostly Florida with some really, really bad defensive awareness, just generally across the ice. And I just don't see how you can leave arguably one of the best players in the NHL like that and not know where he is, even though it's at the end of a power play. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I think a lot of it comes from the urgency of being down 3-1. You're trying to score, you're going for the goals. And also that play was a little weird because there was there was contact, un- incidental contact in our, our zone that actually took out one of the defensemen. So it it was a little weird and broken, but nonetheless, I mean, take advantage of what you get. (laughs) Dallas, we go on the penalty kill for the fourth time. Delandria takes a tripping call on Ekblad. Ekblad just stepped on the stick, but it it looked like tripping in real time. So it is what it is. And again, great uh, penalty kill work by Dallas. Again, no shots. And the only thing that I wrote down was Dallas was not spending a ton of time in the offensive zone, but their exits out of the zone and their sticks, well, their exits were way better. They had sticks in lanes. It seemed like they had, they finally had their defensive game going in the third period compared to the first period. Yeah, for sure. And that, that ties in with it being a matinee game and the Dallas stars are playing. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of how that goes. And, 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 Overall, on the penalty kill tonight, it was great. I mean, they only gave up two shots. Not many notes after that. Glendinning has a tip with 10 minutes remaining. Ben had a chance. Florida had their first shot of the third period with 9-19 remaining. That right there tells you two things. Florida was not ready to go in the third period, and Dallas is really making sure they're taking care of the defensive side of the puck. So good for them, especially there. Lundqvist turns the puck over, but thankfully a Florida shot gets blocked. A couple of big hits. There was no call for holding on Gudis when he basically <laughs> does this on Delandria. Basically face washes him with yeah. his elbow. And that was a little frustrating, but again, we're up 4-1, to one, so I'm just like, whatever. Shots at this point, five minutes remaining, 32-28 to 28 in favor of Dallas. So Dallas finally taking over the shot clock there. And with 4-11 remaining, Miro with the empty net goal. He's not really getting the offensive flair like he was his first couple of seasons. But we rely on him so heavily on the defensive side of the game. It is nice to see him get rewarded offensively with that. Yeah. And, I mean, honest, honestly, he he's putting up points a lot on the first power play unit, too. And that, that's where we're seeing him the most. A couple of records here for you to end the game. By the way, Dallas would go on the power play, but you know they didn't put anybody out there because it's the end of the game. They're up five to one. So, but anyways, Dallas a couple with a couple of records here. They're four. They're now five zero and zero after losing two in a row. That's a very big plus. That's pause. That's very positive to have because we've we've been looking at all these teams this year with the crazy losing streaks that they've had. I mean, we've seen Buffalo with an eight game losing streak. We've seen the way that New Jersey has played the last couple of weeks after going on an 18-game winning streak. We've seen St. Louis with some, like to start the season, they had, I think, eight losses and then eight wins yeah. and then it, another six losses. It was, it, it's very it consistent and it's very good to see this. Yeah, and, and it's weird because a lot of people will say like the Stars are not that consistent in their play from night to night. And yet, over the course of the whole season, we are probably one of the most consistent teams. 
And those are the teams that win championships, the ones that are consistently good. So that those makes me excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Boston, Boston is better. I, there's no doubt that Boston has been better. I mean, holy crap, the season they've had. But now they have also outscored their opponents 21 to 6 in those five games. So very big deal. And like you mentioned earlier, James, when they take the lead into the third period, they remain unbeaten. No overtime losses, no regulation losses. They take care of business in the third period. So two really good records to look at. What did you think overall of the game, James? I mean, it, it was it really was a bounce back game. It's against a Panthers team that's really had a hard time clicking this year with having their new personnel come in and not having the crazy career year that their goaltender was last year. So, I mean, we, we just, the, the first period was really bad. Otter held us in and then we took it to him in the other two periods and the other two periods, it looked like the stars that we should expect and should get every single night. And it's just what we didn't see on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, the, the, especially for third period Dallas Stars, I mean, this was it, it was even better than what they normally have been. I mean, normally we we get them where they go score like three goals in the third period. They they scored one and an empty netter and only let up three shots the entire period. So it, it's it it's a good bounce back game. It is frustrating that they had to lose both the games in California back to back and then let us sit on it for three. <laughs> now that's but now that's over so it's yeah, okay yeah. james is still sour I, about I, that i'm just sad that i had to think about it for three days okay not happy that's fair. That. it's fair i think that's the longest break that we'll get this season excluding the the bye week and then the uh the all-star break so but anyways what did you think overall of the special teams in tonight's game? Because this was significantly better yeah, than mean, the two games in California. Yeah, I mean, what what can you say, really? They're, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. I mean, we only got on the power play really once, and we scored on it. And it was the second unit. I mean, the, the, really, the difference for me tonight versus the Kings game was in the Kings game, we didn't get any depth scoring. I mean, the first line scored both the goals. No one else scored. Tonight, we get a goal from Essa Lindell, and we get a goal from Nils Lundqvist. The other two are from Robo. Well, and Miro. Miro gets empty Miro net. gets an empty net, or I'm not he, counting it that. Still count, it still counts. He, he's the first line, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's not depth. He has 30 points on the season. I think really what this all kind of goes down to and the reason we can be happy about this and we don't have to be all negative about it anymore, like you, James, like you were after those two games in California, was we have a we have a robo and we have an Ottinger. <laughs> and if let's just transition into our biggest winners. Uh, I'll get I'll take one, you can take the other. Um, I'll take Ottinger. If he doesn't play as well as he did in the first period. We don't stand a chance in the second and the third. And Florida was by far the better team in the first period. And we were outshot 10 to 4 at one point in the first period. So, and, and it wasn't like they were like outside shots or anything like that. They were, oh, they were prime almost. quality scoring chances that they were getting. And it was their big guys. It was Barkov, it was Tkachuk. Uh, Verhage scored a goal in today's game. 
Then you also had uh, Montour, Montour, who's had a breakout season this year for Florida. So it, it, it all count, comes down to me for Ottinger. He gets the biggest winner in today's game. Yeah. And, and the other obvious biggest winner is Jason Robertson. I mean, the dude's, the dude's a menace. We, I mean, there's nothing else to say about yeah. him. No, we, we, we already <laughs> talked else. about him enough That's on this it, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> He's a menace. He is third in scoring in, in on the league now. It's it's just it, it's crazy what he's done. We could literally name an episode. Robertson is a good hockey player, and it would probably last like two minutes. The whole podcast. <laughs> That's it, because <laughs> we've already said everything about him. It's amazing. So, just to close this out, James, I, I guess we do should do biggest, biggest loser. Yeah, we gotta do biggest yeah. loser. So, James, who's your biggest loser tonight? Um, you know, I don't really know. I, I thought I. The first period's the biggest loser, I guess. Because <laughs> that, that, my... that, that was really frustrating to see after coming off those back-to-back losses. It's like, you want them to have a good first period, which normally they are not They're not bad in. And they just, they didn't look great. And then, then Robo comes to your rescue and saves all of our hopes and dreams. <laughs> I actually had two. That was one, was just the first period overall, other than Ottinger. I'm going to give it to the the time on ice today. The time on ice compared to yesterday. And you pointed out, or maybe it was Chris that pointed out, with Miro Haskin in the second night of a back-to-back playing 30 minutes. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. She should not be doing that. The time on ice, especially for defensemen, was much better today. And I think it was just looking at the defensemen as a whole playing better overall as a whole. So... I guess you could also say the biggest winner was just the decor in general because of the way they played defensively and they put up three goals in today's game. Yeah. So, and, and one other thing I wanted to mention was that I, I don't know if Sagan practiced with Pavelski and Rob, and Robertson, but he looked much, much, much better than he did when we had to pull hints out in the game against Anaheim on Wednesday. He looked much better. He was, he was doing things that hints would do on that line, like just skating, flying through everyone with the puck. I mean, that's exactly what we need from him if he's going to fill in for hints. And that that's what kind of gave me a little bit of, okay, we might be fine because Robertson's just amazing. <laughs> he, he could keep scoring. And then Sagan looks like he can at least fulfill the role there. I think we can we can go without hints for a little bit if he really is hurt for a couple of games here. I would actually really like to see how Johnson would do on that top line. Because I, I think mean, Johnson is very... I, I don't think people give him credit for how good he is defensively. I think Johnson is 100% a two-way forward. And, I mean, that's what Rope Hens is known for. So if Sagan doesn't work out, what do you think about trying Johnson on that top line? I, I know that he has such great chemistry with Ben, but I would I still think that he would be really good to see on that top line. Yeah, and that that's really where mine comes down to. Is it comes down to how well he's playing with Ben. And I don't know if you if you even want to try to break that up with with how good that line's been. I mean, you you break up that line, you got no lines left. Who who what? Do, I mean the. the We've tried Sagan with Ben and Marchment before. That's what we thought the line was going to be originally, and it just did not work at all. So I, I, I'm just hesitant to go back to that. And that's fair. That's fair. It, it, it's just a thought. I just th- think that with how well Johnson's played over the course of the season, he's just gotten better in both aspects of the game, defensively and offensively. 
I mean, why not give him a chance to play on the top line with Pavelski and Robertson? I mean, he, he's he's nowhere near as fast as Rope Hintz is, but he does a lot of the same things that Rope Hintz does. And I think you could look at him as the reason why Jamie Benn's Benissons has continued this season. By the way, Ben had a really good game too. Just yeah. not, I, lot, not lots of people. Lots of people had really good games. Honestly, tonight it was it was everyone played much better, and that's where that's why I kind of was like the the depth is really what kind of was the difference in this game. But I, I mean, I want to keep Sagan more on that line now, just because of what we saw in the as the last period of that of this game. I mean, he really did. He looked like he knew what he was doing, unlike three days ago where he looked like a lost child. He looks like a lost puppy. He did. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. We got to close it up. Anything else you want to mention, James? Nope. I would like to mention that I started a new series of blog posts called MTs, major takeaways. There's going to be an article probably up there tomorrow about my major takeaways from this game. A lot of them we talked about in this podcast episode. But if you want to go and check it out, we'd appreciate that. That's on our website at StarCasticRemarks.com. And then also, if you would like to support us, please go and consider buying from StarCasticRemarksShop.com from all your latest merch options. No Christian, and I, I can just hear him talking now, just listening to the podcast like later. There are no shower hats. There are no shower curtains. There is a bath mat, though. So is there a toothbrush yet? There's no toothbrush yet. No toothbrush. All right. Along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you guys are listening. James, take us out. GG, boys.